You're listening to the Effective Developer Podcast. My name is Sebastian, and this episode is another interview, and I'm interviewing Adrian Cole, who is an engineer working at Tetrad on open source projects and who is probably most known for a lot of open source work that he's doing and has done. So, for example, the zero dependency web assembly runtime or Zipkin or Apache JClouds. And I've interviewed him as part of the Eurodev conference in Sweden in 2022. That was the recording. And we talked a lot about, well, all things productivity, how to work productively in, in a remote way, how to work while traveling. And I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you will too. So let's get right into it. All right. And now I'm very happy to introduce Adrian Cole to the show. So it's great that you can be here and join us today. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. So um, to start it out with, how would you describe your ideal, you know, day, working day when it comes to productivity so that at the end of the day you feel happy and content with how the day went? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I work on open source. So generally speaking, I'm looking for something to land, mm -hmm. either my own work or somebody else's work. And, uh, you know, those things like a pull request um, coming to a closure or a discussion coming to a closure or... Mm -hmm even like a project negotiation coming to a closure but but finding something that you you feel that you can achieve uh, daily is a is a good signal of productivity mm. oh yes that's that's definitely something so from how y how you would spend the day you know like time wise um how i would say that that's what what is the ideal way like are you a morning person of coding there or more like at night or <laughs> I don't have ideal, but I have my way. <laughs> and my my way is, uh, you know, so I live in uh, in the tropics, and uh, a lot of people I work with are in Asia, but but not limited there. And um, so, you know, first thing I do is I, I take a long walk mm, nice. in the morning, uh, yeah, at least 20 minutes, mm -hmm. and uh, just frame my mind for what I want to what I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, I I believe that the the morning is my best time to to get my focus work done but if i don't do that then it doesn't get done mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's how it starts then um yeah i get my coffee and and start the um uh, start working and and what i tend to do is i do a little bit of focus work before i check into email mm -hmm. or slack or all these other things so that i at least get a chance a fighting chance of finishing something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before the the flood um and then um then yeah roll into um you know the asynchronous communication from the day before or as it occurs um the chats um you know and then and then see basically what's the what's the news of the day mm -hmm. so like what are the things that are important and does that change what i had uh decided when i was walking around in the morning or mm -hmm. not <laughs> Then um, make sure you eat your meals on time, and uh, and uh, my my goal is always to wrap something up by 5 p.m. my time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I start early, but uh, but it gives a good sense of of um, you know something to accomplish is also is also the finish. Yeah. So it's yeah, not no. just the work, but actually finishing it before a certain time, and I you know I strive for that daily. 
No, that's that's definitely uh, important. And you touched on a lot of good good things. I mean, yeah, people are different with that, I guess. But for me, it's also definitely the case that I'm a big fan of, of quiet mornings and especially of this, you know, this moment when you can work on something before all of this information flood comes in, right? Like before you right. open all of these channels <laughs> and social media and whatnot. So I always uh, put my phone on uh, on flight mode during the night and I don't put it out of it until, uh, you know, a few hours or something. Yeah, same here. Uh, which is, yeah, definitely something. And also taking a you know, quiet walk in the morning and things like that, that definitely, definitely helps. And then, like you say, also having some sort of time frame and especially that it doesn't get too long in the evening because sometimes, you know, we're inclined to like keep working and keep working until something will be finished. But it really makes sense to say, okay, have some sort of deadline at the end of the day after which you... Yeah, I mean, and life is messy. Sometimes you will have to do more, but I think that the the forced stop has a really good effect to it, which is like you can't nickel and dime your way all the way till midnight. Yeah. And yeah. so forcing it and then saying there is no like SLA yeah. to resume at, at some point. I will go maybe at like 6.30 or 7 or something. And if I feel like I'll sleep better, I might work a little bit, yeah. but I, tr I don't promise anyone anything. Yeah. Um, and that puts you in the control of your uh, ability to sleep and what you feel are like your um, nice to have work from your, you know, essential work. Mm -hmm. so, so I guess from the ways how you um, are working now or probably before with all of that open source work, it's very much, you know, asynchronous and well, obviously remote. So that you say you, you mostly work on these sort of channels that you say you do your stuff and then you're waiting for other async m messages to... Yeah, it's, I mean, some of it's like that. And I I would say it's kind of an I ideal that you would have this sort of, uh, you know, ability to just, you know, float and have high productivity with without a lot of um, clarifications. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, that happens. It's mostly about, like, the type of work it is and, and how, um, you know, the, the nature of it and also the nature of the person doing it. But there are periods of, of high... Um, feedback which are done with 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 slack or, or whatever mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the open source channels and also private channels which 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 happen and they're not really necessarily predictable when they occur yeah. um, but um, but yeah I would say that it's it's mostly async and uh, definitely the way that I tend to work is is uh, not not um, much of the synchronous um, like video chats at all mm -hmm. uh, and it's a very rare rare case, like once a month type of cadence okay. to uh -huh. do stuff like that. And one thing I found that that's helpful with, especially with colleagues, is sort of like culturing the idea of, of what it's like for other people in the open source mm -hmm. who don't have the luxury to just like pull up a chair all yeah, the time. Yeah. And, um, and it's uh, not always the most efficient way, um, but it's the way that I tend to choose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I guess uh, there are probably also a lot of learnings there, right? Because still there, there is something or maybe some trade-off there when you say um, a very efficient way to get done, uh, things done quickly is to just pair up, you know, grab a chair yeah. or meet in person first of all, and then maybe as a, a video chat or whatever. And you mentioned uh, Asia, so time zones might, might also be a thing. Um, versus doing everything async. So, so are there some maybe some learnings there that might help uh, people or teams who are in such a situation or want to be uh, to say how to deal with this in a more effective manner? I mean, the because I do meetings more rare than usual, I'm more sensitive to the the side effects yeah. of, and especially remote time zones, which 
generally speaking, I notice that there's there's uh, two or three follies per meeting. Mm. Someone forgets you're there, reschedules you at the last minute, yeah. or, or whatever, um, or isn't aware of of like the um, stretching of your day, yeah. where people were asking to have a meeting in the beginning of the day and also at the end of the day, and generally. Um, there's that empathy that is kind of a built-in feature with with less meetings, which mm -hmm. is that it's easier for for remote people to keep control of their hours. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, so so sort of like speaking about like the empathy part of it is one thing. Um, it does have the side effect though, right? So um, and and particularly uh, there are folks who are just not used to doing anything async. And it's and it's quite uh, different. Like they will, f they will feel that, um, you know, it's it's just an hour, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so I sometimes will respond like, yeah, but you know, it tends to be an hour and a half, yeah. and then it tends to have a follow-up meeting, and, yeah. and so it doesn't sound so much when you just say, oh, I just need forty-five minutes. Yeah. But the real package, the three reschedules and the two one and a half hour meetings, yes. can everybody, can you do that for 15 people? Can you do that for 30 people? Uh, and also do job interviews, which are unavoidably synchronous. Mm -hmm. So um, so sort of like, uh, I don't know how well it's um, received, but that's the way that I present it. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it sounds reasonable, but it's not scalable. And uh, the way to action things in open source also is very text-based. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't save too much at the end of the day. It does it does um, allow a faster connection between a couple people, mm -hmm. but you'll still have to do that text-based <laughs> yeah. thing later. So uh, why not do it now? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so that's that's sort of the, the lay of the land. <laughs> Sort of, you have this trade-off where you say it might not be always more um, efficient or might or effective or might be less, uh, but it's more sustainable f with regards to people's you know working hours and and things like that. And and that's that's a goal of itself. I think mm -hmm. the um, uh, yeah, it's um, and above all, it's um, I don't mean to say selfish, but it's less selfish mm -hmm. because the nature of a one-on-one -on -one meeting is is very, I mean for lack of a better term, selfish. Yeah. And if you're an open source, you're there, there's multiple community people there. Oh, they yeah, cannot necessarily, mm. and uh, sometimes people will say, oh, they can just watch the recording, but like how effective is that? How many people yeah. are going to watch like hours and hours of, yeah. of recorded videos that were not meant to engage them in the first place? So um, it may be a very special case for open source mm -hmm. uh, and not generally applicable to even remote work. Uh, where where uh, just normal employee relationships could be fine for more synchronous meetings, but I do think in in um, in open source uh, the benefits are that it 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 cultures you to a different way that that uh, takes a little bit more effort but uh, is uh, definitely more portable, better supporting the English as a second language and um, and uh, once you do it long enough. It doesn't feel so much a struggle anymore because it's just the way way you do. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if you take that with no chat, I don't yeah. think it works very well. Um, I think pure long form writing uh, issues, reply once per day, is very ineffective. It has yeah, to still yeah, have true. some little overlaps uh, with at least chat. Yeah, no, this this makes a lot of sense. 
And it's very interesting to think about that for remote work and other companies as well, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of parallels there, right? It might look different in then the final form where you say, okay, then you have some other sort of text-based things or documentation where you say, well, you know, if not everybody can make that meeting, then also, like you just said, are you going to watch the recording? Probably not. And then how can we document it otherwise? And then you might have um, the, the point where you say, okay, then we take some time and some effort to then document it internally somewhere. Mm -hmm and then point uh, people to it and uh, take all of these uh, decisions and capture it, which makes a lot of sense. So I think that's a yeah, very different way of thinking. Um, and the other thing I think with uh, remote work and, and open source, and I don't think it's like universally applied, but I think that, um, you know, of course the dominant tool we'll use is, is GitHub with uh, pull requests and they have the descriptions and all that in there. Um, and uh, if you have a very strong um, synchronous communication, you'll find people not usually filling anything in the description mm -hmm. part because it's all implicit. Mm, uh, yeah. It's just like, do the thing. Oh, we just talked about it. Like yeah. 15, mm -hmm. you know, typo corrections and merch. And, and the, um, the comments uh, are, are all interesting, but, the, but in my opinion, the, the deliverable is the is the description and the merged work. Mm -hmm. And unless it gets into the description, <laughs> uh, it's not shareable form. Because just like um, people are not going to watch the videos, they're not going to yeah. necessarily read 130 comments yeah. and figure out which ones of those are just fluff. Sure. So, um, or even yourself remembering what you said like back then when you discussed it. Yeah. So I think that the way, the way you work uh, has to be um, sort of catch-upable. Um, and, and so if you have nice uh, descriptions of your work, it's not just for like navel gazing how, how artistic you are with your, your craft, yeah. but it also gives a way for people to replay um, in, in, you know, in a way much more effective than like reading Slack or whatever else like that from like a day of 15 people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it makes, makes a lot of sense. So when it comes to your uh, your own uh, setup, like you know your working setup, mm -hmm. so do you have I, I guess like some some sort of working room or dedicated space for where you do most of the things? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, I have a small uh, bedroom and a standing desk uh, with a mechanical keyboard and only one monitor. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I'm constantly like moving it up and down. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and uh, you know, sometimes I'll move my laptop to the kitchen just to change yeah. uh i think that it it helps to um helps to be fluid as much as you can and mm -hmm. that's easy when you're remote work because yep. you can kind of just move yourself around um and um yeah so uh, i don't have a very strict rule about like only working in the office mm -hmm. but it is important especially for calls and uh, for you know home life mm -hmm. because yeah. that impacts your productivity too so if you have a particularly difficult moment at least you have a door that can close yeah. and you're mutually all happy um, whereas it's that's more difficult if you were like in a shared space yeah uh, yeah yeah definitely i mean that's that's all of course it's always a good situation if you're it's the same for me have a dedicated working room if you have a, a room that you can take out for that but also as i say sometimes just being uh, flexible and there's something about this like coffee shop effect of saying just take a laptop somewhere somewhere else to just like have a change of scenery mm -hmm. that then might give you a different uh, sort of input uh, but usually yeah having a proper working setup that you can just do ideally 
um, standing desk is an, an important one I can tell. <laughs> just, you know, I just will. Yeah, and for me, I'm constantly, um, you know, because I've been working for, uh, you know, many years now, uh, constantly fighting with glare and, mm -hmm. and, and my lighting. Yeah. And so um, always, uh, the first thing I do when I'm flexing my space or if I'm going to a cafe, I'm looking, okay, is that this backlit? Where, where mm -hmm. am I going to go? Because mm -hmm. it's sort of like a, as if as if like a CIA person is looking for the exit and entry points. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for where the lights are and so my eyes won't die yeah. in case I have to stay a little bit longer because I'm not quite done debugging. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's true. About the spaces, I also, I'm very aware of these things. For me, it's a lot of visual noise, you know, when there's some movement around that can distract me or especially if it's movement behind my back. If I sit like somewhere in the middle of the room, then I also would prefer, you know, like just some corner or at the wall or something mm. like this. That's That's also a big one for me. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's certainly something. So which keyboard are you using? Because I'm a big keyboard person. <laughs> oh, uh, Kinesis Freestyle Pro. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... An Evolunt uh, uh, mouse wired mm -hmm. uh, because I just hate fighting things. And uh, um, in fact, I take the kit with me wherever I go. Okay. So I actually, I don't bring my monitor, but I take my whole thing and I, I throw it into my carry-on bag mm -hmm. and just zip up that's so half of my carry-on bag is dedicated to my keyboard and mouse and I was and about to say because USB just the keyboard is pretty big right yeah, and a riser also, mm -hmm. also yeah so yeah it just takes half a half a carry-on bag um, and and I think it's a good trade-off most of the time yeah no that's cool <laughs> that's definitely dedication yeah. uh, I'm using this uh, ultimate hacking keyboard I don't know if you've seen no, this. that's also seen a split yeah. a screen one um, split one but I like that it has these extra keys you know these extra modifier keys mm. uh, for that I think kind of similar from the idea but at least it's also sort of por portable because it's actually not that big so I did travel with that before as well and yeah as you said like Razor um, for just having the monitor at the uh, correct height and that's it, it does make a big difference especially yeah. when you know you're on the run um, a lot or something that's definitely some, uh, something um, so since we're recording this at a conference are you doing um, a lot of uh, traveling for business or a conference speak these uh, yeah days? I mean you know feast or famine right so everybody was shut down for a long time and now there's there's a um, you know awakening yeah. <laughs> uh, so this year I've, I've been to several conferences and um, likely to proceed next year as well though mm -hmm. I haven't been to Uridev since I think 2013 mm -hmm. <laughs> So this is the first time here uh, in a long time, but uh, um, but yeah, uh, and um, yeah, mainly the um, it's it's good to see people again, and um, um, and I think that next year will be like a different experience than this year because this mm -hmm. year is very much everyone's first conference again yeah. type of thing, yeah. and uh, and so I'm personally interested to see like how the energy changes after mm -hmm. it's like. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We're, yeah, yeah. we're out again. It's like because yes. uh, uh, there's expectedly higher energy sometimes yeah. for the first first one in a while. That that's true, and I noticed this myself a lot because I used to do a lot of conferences, and then it also you know forcibly came to a stop, and then it's like I think f at least for me it becomes a little bit more deliberate. Did you say okay? First of all, do you really want to do that many events, you know, as maybe before yeah. and things like that? So and they're more expensive to travel now. Yes, by yes, a large margin. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then it maybe it's a little bit more pick uh, pick and choose and just be deliberate where you want to mm -hmm. uh, show up. And then, of course, also a lot of people then noticed really the impact on, well, productivity, obviously, but also things like, you know, your own health and, you know, well-being, whether being on the road a lot is, is a good thing or not. So that's 
Yeah, I mean, for for me, I, I uh, because it's so far, f because I, I live in the tropics, yeah. uh, many places are, are pretty far away, although yeah. I did go to a uh, thing in Singapore, which was not far mm -hmm. away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was the only one that did, wasn't very far away. But um, uh, I yeah, I think traveling while while working, um, yeah, it's, it's if you can if you can put a, a kit with you, um, and and also um, depending on how much flexibility you have, if you're truly like async, then uh, you don't have a lot of meetings, so mm -hmm. there's not a lot of things to reschedule or do in the middle yep. of the night, even when you travel. That's a really nice side effect of, mm -hmm. of just general co-working. So. I'm sorry, remote work. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, I have a meeting with my with my boss, which is infrequent. Um, but I, I reminded him which time zone I was, and it's like fine. Um, um, but generally, there is no no real impact except for your biology and mm -hmm. and yeah. like you know time zones and and um, depending on what I'm doing, I'll uh, I'll like kind of start the time zone early. Uh, either on the way to the conference or on the way back. So, like for example, I'm yeah. leaving tomorrow. I'll probably go to bed at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. tonight just to get started on the yeah, reversal. Okay. Yeah. No, I also always do the same, like as, as early as possible, and you know, to sleep or not sleep on the planes and all of this. Like <laughs> depending on your target time zone, that's def that's definitely something. Um, when it when it comes to this working like from somewhere like remote hotels whatever, do you have any uh, sort of t distraction wise uh, tips or experience that might help? You know, like when it's noisy or when the environment is not as optimal as, as it would yeah. be. Yeah, just remember you have a laptop and you can move yeah. uh, because you can't change things, right? Mm. So, uh, I mean, uh, it's 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 never it's not always going to be convenient. Like you may literally be in the middle of a call or something mm. like that, but. These are borrowed spaces, and uh, uh, so um, uh, so when I um, when I when I go to a place and like f suddenly like a, a table of eight come in and and have a, mm. a loud chat, yeah. then I then I just have to f feel free to have an alternate plan, yeah. um, and sometimes, strangely enough, it might even be my car. So if I really have to finish something or I have a, a call or whatever, I, um, uh, where I live, you still have to use your car, uh, and I'll just, just get into the back seat and and use the extra 15 minutes there, mm -hmm. and it doesn't kill you. Um, yeah. So just, just be um, resourceful as far as your options so that your um, emotions don't get too disrupted mm -hmm. by the reality that these are borrowed spaces <laughs> oh yeah yeah no that's that's also a really good reminder not to say you know like oh how how dare they you know use this cafe now <laughs> for their <laughs> conversations or something i'm working here yeah like like you say you uh sometimes your your emotions can be a bigger distraction than you know the actual yeah, distraction or yeah, at least i'm always just trying to keep the keep the animal inside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good part of, of of calming down that's that's an important one very nice, very nice. So um, do you have any other um, maybe helpful tips to share when it comes to some resources or maybe books that you read or you know, things that you found particularly helpful? Yeah, you know, um, because I've been kind of remote working for so long, um, I, I haven't, I've probably not really looked into much of the materials out there because I kind of have a encountered many different yeah. things on my own at this point uh, so I don't really have a good um, thing to recommend on that um, but I do think that um, yeah just uh, generally speaking um, 
you know, any any materials that are helpful at, at communication or, or uh, writing to be understood um, are, are worthwhile investments mm-hmm. um, because that's, you know, when you're not with other people, uh, lack of understanding is where friction comes from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so um, that's one thing. And then, you know, not a book, but a tip is just uh, also be conscious of, of other people um, and um, and that the reality of not being face to face means that emotions can go faster than they would, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean like hold somebody hostage to a video call. Yeah, just being more patient. Uh, that they, you get to have a bad day. They get to have a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't dig in uh, if you can avoid it. Um, uh, you know, just just the human aspects of it, and I'm sure there's probably some good materials on that, even though I don't have a link to share mm. on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just as a reminder, that's a really good point, and and what you mentioned uh, before with the empathy part, or just the the awareness that you know people are different and that days might look different, as opposed to you know the nine to five. Oh, a- everybody's in the office anyway, so let's just have a chat of thirty minutes because I can pop by your desk. And like I say, it m- might look very different than just a little bit of understanding. And, and, and you are a different person when you're recovering from jet lag also. Oh yeah. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah. very true. Empathy and also communicating that back and be open to that and to say, hey, you know, look, wait a second, this is how my day like, looks like or something like that yeah. to, to, to see that this that the common goal should be to get as much uh, like done or just the results based um, as possible and not the you know oh do you have time for this meeting at that time yeah I think like tension is a natural part of things and uh, there's a there's like a comforting amount of it and we don't always know when we when that is mm-hmm. is not there and I, so for example when you're doing work with other people you want to have uh, a collegial spirit and, and be happy, but you don't want to do like the bro merge where everyone just yeah. clicks, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want no tension, <laughs> but you want a healthy tension, but not like, Arr. so uh, it will never be perfect, but uh, but be aware of the balance and, and like zero tension is also a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, the definitely, yeah, definitely. So people should still like care. <laughs> That's that's a good one, yes. So where can uh, people find out uh, more about you and uh, about the work, the interesting open source stuff that you're doing? Where can people find you? Sure. Um, I I've t- have a very li- limited uh, like online presence these days. Uh, I don't use Twitter anymore, but mm-hmm. I'm uh, on GitHub. Uh, my name is Code from the Crypt. And uh, also my name, Adrian Cole, on LinkedIn, and I, I mm-hmm. post things about WebAssembly and my programming stuff there. It's really the only two places that I materialize these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, yeah, then uh, thanks a lot, Adrian, for sharing all of these interesting Thanks, ideas. Sebastian. It was a fun time. And for everybody listening, well, thanks a lot for listening. Okay.